welcome back. Why don't you have a listen? Come on in, let's have a chat in Cafe Shay's kitchen. Hi, welcome to my kitchen. I'm Cafe Shay. On this podcast, I chat with experts, amateurs, and my audience about all things sustainability. I believe that caring for the planet, your community, and yourself should be inclusive. So join me every week to discuss barriers to sustainable living and a plan to break them down. This week, we are talking about intersectionality. This is a huge part of living and practicing sustainability. Um, I truly believe that caring for the planet, as I say in my intro every week, caring for the planet should be inclusive it should be representative of all the different types of people we have on this earth and i'm constantly using the term intersectionality it is thrown around a lot so i thought i would dedicate an episode to talk about intersectionality define it all of that jazz so yeah i hope you enjoy okay so we're gonna look a little bit first of all into the definition of intersectionality the oxford dictionary defines intersectionality as Quote, the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class and gender, regarding as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So a lot of people will have experienced these feelings or experienced intersectionality, I guess, without having knowing, without, without knowing the term for it necessarily. So... Um, yeah, this is, this is it. And it essentially describes, as I've just said, a way that different inequalities or systems of discrimination overlap and cause disadvantage. Um, and intersectionality kind of describes that experience. There are other terms I've heard flung about, like misogynoir, which describes the experience um, of black women. And it is supposed to represent misogyny and noir, so the experience of both the patriarchy and racism as a black woman. Um, So yeah, there are are similar terms like that, but that is essentially what it is describing. Um, This term, as many of you should I hope know, was coined by Professor Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989 Um, And yeah, she coined it in order to describe the unique experiences of black women. Today it is used to describe a number of different groups of people, not just black women. Um, As a black woman myself, like I still use it most of the time to describe black women. Um, But again, it does apply to say people are like women of women living in poverty. So that would be an experience of intersectionality or say like uh, Asian men um, and how they are disadvantaged or discriminated against like I'm just thinking of random different intersecting intersecting identities which could be could be categorized under the banner of intersectionality so yeah the essential history and reason for the term initially was to describe black women who generally were faced with gender discrimination and also racial discrimination. Um, A a, a sort of analogy which is used quite a lot is 
the example of the workplace. So white women um, would be treated like fairly badly in the workplace, be underpaid. Um, and the same would happen to black men. But these things would happen for slightly different reasons and in slightly different ways. And then when black women enter the workplace, they are then discriminated against because of their blackness and how blackness is associated with, um, like, even subconsciously or consciously, unfortunately, associated with, like, stupidity or backwardsness. And obviously, these are definitely not the right way to be thinking about blackness, but I'm just talking about like stereotyped um, perceptions of blackness, um, negative perceptions of blackness. Um, so there would be, a, black women would be associated with these negative things associated with blackness, but then on top of that, as being women, they would also be stereotyped as maybe being not as um, politically or intellectually competent, or maybe that, so that would justify their lower pay and then maybe also because they're black they get even lower pay than like white women so yeah I'm kind of just going on a ramble but I hope that I'm able to explain this fairly okay as I mentioned earlier so generally the term interse intersectionality is used to describe a lot of different inequalities I'm not going to lie, this is me being completely honest and transparent, I do kind of take issue with the way that intersectionality is used today because I feel like it is generally used to describe any type of inequality and for that reason it's overused. But I think the term intersectionality and like its history has so much power and potency and potential to describe a, like the very, very unique way and experience that inequalities and experiences of discrimination do overlap like I've been to talks on intersectionality and they'll talk about um, the experience of being a woman the experience of being black the experience of being uh, living in poverty as three like separate situations but the point of intersectionality and using this term and understanding it as like a living a living way of a way of experiencing life is that they they can overlap and they very often do um so yeah that's just a me being like a little bit nitpicky that i'm not a huge fan of the way that is used all the time today um but just know that when i'm using it i'm generally trying to refer to the ways in which inequalities overlap most often i'm thinking if you're a person of colour and if you're a woman, but that's not necessarily woman or person of gender minority, that's not necessarily um, the only way that I use that term, but that's just the most frequent way that I use that term, I think. But that's me personally, so no one else is obliged to this, of course. Um, many people use it to express that every person's experience of life is unique. Um, and, in, and they include issues of ability, sexuality, religion, um, and how this may be impacted, impacted by larger social problems. So in my context, I use, I use intersectionality and it's a huge aspect of my work because I look at things like how, say, being a black woman um, or being a woman living in an area which is 
typically socially economically economically deprived might put you at higher risk of being near like toxic water or waste disposal sites and maybe give you a higher risk of severe asthma or disease from water um air pollution things like that so like the way that i understand it it's not it's not just race class gender even though that example was race class gender so probably not a good one okay let me think like in um okay so if i was describing like um non-violent direct action and how we can make that uh more intersectional um i would probably be considering how say uh, people of colour who have a disability might find it difficult to participate in non-violent direct action. This might be because as a person of colour, the consequences are greater for them or more likely to be violent if they're arrested or having to interact with the police. And if they have a disability, then they may be like, physically less likely to participate in it or less likely to... Um, understand or react to certain situations in the same way as people without a disability would um, which is a huge thing like we we if we are protesting and we want to show our voices and we want to say this is an issue that's important to us we we have to make sure that we include everyone in the way that we do that but that's just yeah so that's an example I hope that makes sense I also just wanted to give a huge, huge thank you to Thea, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, who has become the first paid subscriber to my podcast. Um, if you want to financially support, as I said before, you can check out my coffee page and donate the price of a tea or a coffee. So thank you so much, Thea, for that. Um, I really, really appreciate your support. Okay, so that was a super, super quick episode just to talk about intersectionality. I hope you found this useful. Um, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to join this conversation. If you have more questions about intersectionality or you want to give examples or you want to explain a little bit more, you didn't think I did a good enough job, like, please, I welcome you to get involved. Send me a voice note or you can type me a message um, and I can read that out loud. Um, if you send me a voice note, I will probably include it in the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I want this to be a listener-driven community podcast, so please do feel free to get in touch. Um, even if you just want to give a comment or tip about how to include intersectionality in your work in a meaningful way, um, you can do that. Uh, also, if you find value in this podcast, please share it with your friends, family, loved ones, etc. So we can keep building this beautiful community. If you want to support me financially, I do have a coffee page, which I will link below. Um, and that is a way that you can donate the price of maybe a tea or a coffee um, to help support my work. And I would really appreciate if you are able to do that. I know times are tough right now, but, you know, that's open if you wish. If you can't, that's completely fine. Um, I'm just reading my script to check if I have to say anything else. I think that's it. Okay, I will see you next time. Bye!